We welcome you to the preaching service of the Scots Fork Christian Church. I'm Otis Clark, the minister, and we're so pleased to have you sharing with us. We are all mindful, of course, that this is Labor Day weekend, and I would submit to you that uh, as we read the Bible, that our Lord has a whole lot to say about labor and about work. Uh, we read in Second Thessalonians, the third chapter, or beg your pardon, in First Thessalonians, the fourth chapter, verses eleven, uh, verse eleven, and then in Second Thessalonians, the third chapter, verses ten through twelve, and these are what the words say: that you also aspire to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business, and to work with your hands, as we commanded you. And then in 2 Thessalonians, the third chapter, verses 10 through 12, For even when we were with you, we commanded you this, If anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. For we hear that there are some who walk among you uh, in a disorderly manner, not working at all, but are busybodies. Now those who are such we command and exhort through our Lord Jesus Christ that they work in quietness and eat their own bread. Labor Day weekend 2022. Labor Day is a strange holiday. Why we call it Labor Day, I guess uh, there are a lot of thoughts and I share some. Uh, we do try, maybe some say that we try to do as little labor as possible. And most working people have the day off. Nobody has wished me a happy uh, Labor Day. We didn't get it uh, any Labor Day cards. We don't decorate the house or give Labor Day gifts. The florist and greeting card manufacturers haven't found a way to capitalize on it either. Many times it's a bad weekend for the church because many people are gone and gone in different directions. But what I want us to see this morning is um, that uh, there are a lot of people uh, who do not have the day off. Like, for instance, the, uh, to the factory or the off, uh, office worker, uh, many times uh, some of them have to work uh, on their day off. For policemen who deal with extra traffic and alcohol abuse, it's a tough day. To the farmer, to the ranchers, it's just another day to feed the cattle and to work in the fields. For preachers, it's an opportunity to talk about work. Work is a very important part of God's will for people. Now, I'm going to share a true story with you, and throughout the message this morning, I'll be going back and referring to it. The USS Astoria was the first U.S. cruiser ship to engage in the Japanese during the Battle of Sabah Island in Second World War. It was a night action fought August 8th and 9th in 1942. Although the Astoria scored two hits on the Imperial flagship Kauai, she was badly damaged and, short, and sank shortly at noon on August the 9th. About two that morning, a young Midwesterner, Sigelman Third Class Elgin Staples, was swept overboard by the blast when the Astoria's number one eight-inch gun turret exploded. Wounded in both legs by shrapnel and in semi-shock, Staples was able or kept afloat by a narrow life belt 
that he managed to activate with a simple trigger mechanism. Now I'm going to be referring to this particular true story throughout my message this morning. You see friends, uh, there is no area or no part of life but that God in his sacred word has addressed it to help us to understand and get the right perspective. I want us to see first of all that God has always honored and provided work. For instance, in Genesis 2.2, that on the seventh day God ended his work, which he had done, <coughs> excuse me, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. God is a worker himself and appreciates rest. He created us in his image, and he gave us work to do. For instance, in Genesis 2.15, it says, Then the Lord God took the man, put him in the Garden of Eden to tend and to keep it. Even from the beginning, God gave men work to do. When Jesus came on earth, God honored work. His birth was first told by working shepherds. Luke 2, 8, it says, And there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, watching over their flock by night. We know that Jesus himself learned a trade as a carpenter. In Mark, the sixth chapter, verse 3, you've read it many times. Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon, are and are not his sisters here with us? Jesus was known as a carpenter. He worked with his hands in Joseph's carpenter shop. Jesus chose working men as his disciples. Peter, Andrew, James, and John were fishermen. Matthew was also a tax collector. The Bible doesn't tell us what Philip or Bartholomew or Thomas or Thaddeus, James or Thomas and Judas did for a living, but I think it is safe to say that all of them had jobs to do. Jesus called them, as we know in Luke 10, 7, Luke 10, 7, from their labors to become fishers of men. In Luke the 10th chapter, in verse 7, it says, And remain in the same house, eating and drinking such things as they give, for the laborer is worthy of his wages. Do not go from house to house. Now, what was Jesus saying to them? He was saying that he didn't want them going out begging from house to house. Jesus expected his disciples to earn their keep. So why do so many people think of work as something bad? Well, really, because sin caused work to be unpleasant. For instance, after the sin of Adam and Eve, we go back to the third chapter of the book of Genesis in verses 17 through 19. And to Adam he said, because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you saying you shall not eat of, cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life, both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you. And you shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. Adam enjoyed tending the Garden of Eden until sin changed things. And friends, you know that's the way it is with everything. There are so many wonderful things that God has provided for us so that we might have enjoyment, so that we could enjoy many things. But so often 
sin creeps into the picture and everything changes. Some people, it seems, and I don't want to be unkind, do as little as possible. The idea seems to be to get more money for doing less work. This, uh, 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 this leads to the idea of someone else doing the work for you. Some people choose to be employers. They hire other people as employees to do the work. In America, labor and management are really our adversaries. Labor wants the most money for the least work sometimes it seems. Management wants the most work for the least money. And this creates an adversarial relationship. So we ask a question. Ask a question. How many of you had chores to do when you were a child? Have you noticed that kids today uh, won't do chores? They expect mom and dad to give them money. And, uh, and we have a, a different concept being played out. Someone has said it seems that we're raising a generation that doesn't want to work. Well, that might be a little unfair, but nonetheless, uh, some believe that. Now, going back to the illustration that I shared, at around 6 that morning concerning Elgin Staples, who uh, was hurt badly during the particular happenings uh, in, uh, in that situation, Sigmund Third Class Elgin Staples was rescued by a passing destroyer and returned to the Astoria whose captain was attempting to save the cruiser uh, by, uh, by uh, beaching her. And the effort failed, and Staples, still wearing the same life belt, found himself back in the water. Now, we'll come back to this in just a minute. You see, the American work system many times really isn't the work system that is conveyed in the scriptures. I want you to listen to these words that Paul wrote to the Christians at Ephesus, very profound words. He says, bond servants, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in sincerity of heart as to Christ, not with eye service, not as men pleasers, but as man bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart with good will doing service as to the Lord and not to man, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he is a slave or free. And you masters do the same things to them, giving up, threatening, knowing that your own master also is in heaven and there is no partiality with him. Now, these verses describe most workplaces today. Salary, our slavery, I beg your pardon, has been abolished, but many workers think they are treated like slaves. Many employers have attitudes like a master. They treat the employees like slaves. God cares about how we conduct our business and how we treat others. I had a man, and I still love him, but I couldn't believe he made this statement. He said, oh, this is what you need to realize that you can never get rich and you can never do well if uh, that you try to treat people nice. Well, I'm sorry I disagree with that because the very thing that Paul is writing to the church at Ephesus about is about the fact is that uh, not with eye service as men pleasers that we should do everything we could as an employee to do what's right and also the employer should seek to do everything that is right. You see, the Christian 
cannot separate his business from his spiritual right. We have no right to act like the heathen Monday through Friday. The Christian does not live for self alone. Money is an opportunity to help others and it can be such a blessing, but then also it can bring about many and many a sad situation. And the letter again going to the Ephesians, uh, Ephesians it says in Ephesians 4.28, let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor working with his hands what is good that he may have something to give to him who has need if we all did like some of the christians at thessalonica refused to earn any money or uh, then we would not give to the church the church could not pay its bills and the church could not help needy people i want to go back to the illustration again about mr staples and what happened to him Navy Seaman Staples was picked up again, this time by the USS President, President Jackson. He was one of 500 survivors of the battle who were evacuated to Norway. Safely on the board of the ship for the first time, Staples, Staples closely examined the life belt that had served him so well. It had been manufactured and this is a true story by Firestone Tire and Rubber Company of Akron, Ohio. And it bore a registration number. And we'll come back to the final comment about this illustration. The Christian does the best that we can for others. Paul, in talking to the church at Colossae, he made this statement, Bond servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh not with eye service as men pleasers but in sincerity of heart fearing god and whatever you do as he said to the church the christians in the church at Colossae, do it heartily as to the lord and not to men knowing that from the lord you will receive the reward of your inheritance for you serve the lord jesus christ you see friends when we think about labor when we think about work really it is a blessing to work because in doing so hopefully that we will be uh, paid as we ought to be paid and then we we use those monies as they ought to be used we can do so so much good christian employees should do more than expected because they work for the lord christian employers should do the best not the least they can for their employees for they are also have a master Here's a question for you. Let's say, suppose a Christian has a $150 job to be done. Two men are willing to do it. One man will do the job for 150 and another will do it for 100. Which person should the Christian hire? A Christian employer, I believe, is free to hire either man, but however, I think he should still pay a hundred and fifty job, a hundred and fifty dollars, because that is what the job is worth. So that's what the man is worth. In Matthew seven twelve, you've all heard these words many a time. Therefore, whatever you want man to do to you, do also to him. If an employee can get by by doing shoddy work, he has no right to do so. He works for the Lord. Christians know people who are important, more important than property. The Bible tells us repeatedly to love one another. 
People are important, and it is vital we treat them as they ought to be treated. Again, going back to Colossian letter, the verse 23, and where it says, And whatever you do, do it heartily, as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Jesus Christ. And friends, there are rewards for doing good. I want to go back to the Navy salesman, Mr. Staples, as we shared about how badly he was hurt, how badly he was damaged, and etc. cetera, uh, uh, concerning the Astoria. And that story told, uh, uh, I beg your pardon, uh, he was given a home leave, and he told his story, and has asked his mother, who worked for Firestone, about the purpose of the number on the belt. And she replied that the company insisted on personal responsibility for the war effort and that the number was unique and assigned to only one inspector. And Staples remembered everything about the life belt and quoted the number. And it was his mother's personal code affixed to every item she was responsible for approving. Do you suppose Mrs. Staples was glad that she had performed the job well and had performed well on the job. You see, friends, in life, I guess if there's anything that, uh, well, not anything, but there's so many <clears throat> verses of Scripture that mean so much to me in the Bible. And I think so often that we forget this and, and we're at the fall time of the year when people are, are reaping the results of their planting and of their tilling, the results of their labor and they will experience hopefully a great harvest, is that in life, listen to me closely, is whatever you sow, that's what you're going to reap. If you sow generously, you will reap generously. If you sow selfishly, then you will reap from a very bad perspective. So it pays both in this life and in the life to come to do our very best. Our work performance becomes a Christian ministry. This gives work new meaning and dignity. We can't claim to be Christians if our Christianity is only a one day a week affair. God cares what you do Monday through Friday, whether you are an employer or whether you are an employee. And there is great encouragement in knowing this, is that we will be, and I believe that with all of my heart, that we will be rewarded uh, for our laborers. And if we have been faithful and to our employer, I have no question at all, but that we will be rewarded one way or another. And I think about one of my grandsons, and I'm proud of all of our grandchildren, but uh, I was talking to him. Uh, he is going to be a civil engineer uh, here in, uh, in the spring, and uh, I asked him about um, um, what time he had to be at work and so forth, and uh, I believe that he stated that he had to be at work at 7, but he said, needless to say, I am always there, always there, at least 7, a quarter to 7, or even earlier.
And I commended him. I said that is, that is very, very important because you are accepting responsibility. Uh, you are showing your employee that uh, you can be depended on. You are showing your employee that you are a responsible person. And, uh, and I just commended him so much because that is so important. I guess sometimes I kind of have a hang up uh, in ministry is that uh, a lot of times I think people think of ministers uh, as being lazy. And so consequently, uh, I kind of have a, a, a desire maybe to be overzealous and try to do too much because I certainly, certainly throughout my whole ministry of say 57 years have not wanted to fall into that category. Friends, we may not think that this is important, but you see, we are, if we're doing what the Lord wants us to do, we are in the Lord's house on the Lord's day. But there is the work day, Monday through Friday, and many times even longer than that. And so people are watching you. They're watching me all through the years and seeing how we respond as an employee. If we're seeking to uh, reflect that we want to do right by our employer, that if we want to do what is honorable, or if we want to see how little that we can do and still get by. You know, literally, uh, that this is say in the ministry, if that would be our approach, a man's approach, then he's actually stealing, stealing from God and stealing from his Christian brothers and sisters. We need to count it a genuine blessing that we can live and that we can earn a living because, friends, on this Labor Day weekend, uh, 2022, there are so many millions and millions of children who are hungry. Parents, I feel confident, would uh, would love to work, but maybe they live in a very, very uh, a bad situation and do not have the jobs and do not have the opportunity to work and to provide so everyone can have food to eat, a shirt for their back, and a shelter over their heads. We need to be grateful. And we need to take the opportunity, says Paul, and I'll read these words again as he wrote to the church at Thessalonica in, uh, in 13 and 14. And, and that is these words, and listen to them if you will. We hear that some among you are idle and disruptive. They are not busy, they are busy bodies. Such people we command and urge you in the Lord Jesus Christ to settle down and earn the food they ate. And as for you, brothers and sisters, never tire of doing good what is good and so we have an opportunity Monday through Friday or whatever our work schedule is to be a shining light to be an example of the believer showing that we want to do what is right Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday that we want to be responsible and be faithful in all things let us pray Lord we thank you for this Labor Day weekend uh, we have a trouble understanding candidly Lord that we look about and we see place of employment and essence just begging people uh, to come uh, and to apply for work a need for workers and I just pray that all of us realize that in life that we, we don't want to be known as a shirker we don't want to be known as someone who is not willing to do our part so we pray that we know we have the great admonition in the book of john work while it is day 
uh, because the night is going to come when we can no longer work. Thank you, Father, for our ability to work. Thank you for each one who is listening. And we pray that all of us will seek to be shine, people who shine like stars, examples of the believer, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And I believe with all of my heart that we will never be sorry. Bless our land, bless our world, and bless each listener. In his name we pray. Amen.